Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I'm Andrew Shepard, and I am happy to have you back for another episode. As always, you can find me on the social medias, all of them except Vero, as AJ Vandertunt. That's A-J-A-Y-V-A-N-D-E-R-T-U-N-T. And if you're on Vero, I'm just Andrew Shepard, and my name's all over the information for this podcast, so I hope you can spell it. Um, also, if you'd like to reach out to me, not on the social medias, but let's say you want to email me, you can email me at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G is in George, B is in boy, B is in boy at gmail.com. If you contribute to the show, I can always keep you anonymous if you'd like to, or I can give you a shout out, or you can even say your name. And a new feature that I just learned about because I podcast through the Anchor app. If you happen to be listening to me on Anchor or you download Anchor and you'd like to leave me a voice message on Anchor, I can actually play your voice message during the show. So, you know, you want your voice heard and you want to leave me a voice message, feel free to. I'd love to hear. You know, maybe you want to reach out to me about something you want to talk about. Maybe you want to hear my opinion on something. Maybe you want to ask a question. Maybe you are a unicorn that is no longer shitting glitter and rainbows. Or maybe you happen to be a coffee cup that someone only puts water in. Not coffee water, just water. I'm here for you. We can talk about this because you are never alone if you're a coffee cup that is not being used properly. There's millions of us in the world. So today's episode is going to be all about being gay, black, and informed. And this was a topic that came to mind when I just thought about my daily process of getting through my day, getting ready for my day, and after my day is over, and what I do throughout the day to keep my mind fresh and understanding the world that's around me. So our quote of the day today, it's going to be that nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. And that is from Martin Luther King. Again, it's nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Spoke volumes to me the moment that I saw this quote, and I saw it a couple of years ago when I was still in school while in college. And it's been a quote that's always stuck with me forever. The things that I love about it are, you know, first thing, you address it right in the beginning. The most dangerous thing in the world is sincerely being ignorant to something or the world that is around you. And then once you are conscious that you do not understand or you don't have the knowledge to survive in this world, you understand it. You're conscious of it, but you refuse to educate yourself. That is what conscientious stupidity is to me. So first, what is being informed? What is being informed? I hear the term a lot, especially when I am in scenarios where somebody's being educated on something or when I was teaching in classroom settings for adults, you know, a lot of them didn't understand the content that we were talking about. And these are things that they needed in daily life. Um, there's people who didn't get things that you would think aren't secondhand knowledge. It's something that you should just know. But 
things that you may have not expected somebody not to know. I hope that makes sense. Um, I take it into account when I would teach classes for professional development when I was in Texas and even where I am now in upstate New York of, you know, I'm educating people who may not understand what we're talking about and it's not their fault. It's just something that they are ignorant to. And ignorance is not a negative statement um, when you say ignorance, especially when I say ignorance. When I say ignorance, it just means you don't have the knowledge of that situation. I am very ignorant on things. I will admit it myself. There are things I do not know, I don't understand, but I try to educate myself and learn about them and bring in outside sources if I don't know about it. I just think it's fun to learn. So when you are informed, what you are doing is you're being aware of what is going on in the world And that could be politically, socially, globally, economically. There's so many things that you can educate yourself on. And even things just for fun, things that are going on in the world. I mean, one of my routine habits that I always have in, I'm pretty sure my friends who are very close to me, it probably annoys them. But every day, well, every weekday, I'll say it this way, at 6.30, I'm watching the news. I will watch the news because I want to watch it. I It just is something that is just in my routine and it works for me. And the news isn't always fun. It's not always interesting and it's not always happy. I mean, let's be honest, the majority of the news that we hear these days is not happy at all. It makes you think the world could be going to shit, but that is not a bad thing. So bringing up that topic of watching the news every day, How do you get informed? So I take myself into account. The ways that I get informed on subjects and situation first start off with me hearing a conversation or watching something about that subject or topic. So, excuse me, an example of that is when I will sit down to watch the news. You know, I want to get a daily recap of things that have happened in the world. And it's also my local news and world news that I'll get the information from because it allows me to categorize and look at what could have happened that maybe I wasn't even aware about. But now I see these things that are prevalent in the world or prevalent on the news and I have an opportunity to start understanding them. So there is the habit that I have of watching the news at 630 every day. And then also, when I get ready for work and I'm on my way to work, I will listen to the news. And I listen on a podcast. Um, I'm not really promoting them because I I don't get paid to promote them. So please don't think this is something sponsored. But the New York Times, there's a podcast called The Daily. And The Daily gives you about a 20 to 30 minute overview of news, news that could have happened overnight, things that have just come into play in the morning. The podcast is loaded Monday through Friday, first thing in the morning. When I wake up, there's already another episode available. And since I'm either on my way to work, getting ready for work, or just needing something to de-stress before I start my day, I'll put on that podcast. And the news is not always happy, like I just said, but hearing it helps my day start. While there could be some very discouraging and negative things that are talked about in that podcast or wherever way I'm getting my news, 
at the beginning of my day, I still feel power because I understand that there are things that are going on, even if they're outside of my power, but I'm not waking up just blind to what's going on. I know that throughout the day, if somebody comes to talk to me about some breaking news, it may have been something I had already heard, but it's breaking at the time because it's the first time they have seen it. And it's a good feeling to understand a topic once it's brought to you. And of course, news is in the forefront of our world. So it's good to be abreast on it. Then also reading. I love to read news. I love to read news. I love to read in general. I'll just put it out there. I love to read. I am, oh my God, I love books. But there's a difference from seeing visual news where you're watching news on the television Hearing the news, which I do by podcast, but of course there's radio, there's all other sources to hear news. And then reading the news, there's something different about it because the words of the news are now written down on a physical or digital document. The words and the information that's being put out, I have directly in front of me. And I like that because it's easier to research that information that was just presented to me. And it's powerful to be able to have that right in front of you. You know, when you hear the news, if you're watching on live television, most of the times you can't rewind it. You can't go back and say, okay, this is what was said. When you're hearing the news in a podcast, you can do that, but it can be more difficult to pick up on what was said. When it is written down, and it is physically in front of you to see that is a whole different beast. It is something that is very empowering to me because at that point, I can stop reading whenever I want to take that piece of information that I've just started to understand and break it down word by word, then research it. If I have to research it word by word, I can do that at my own pace. It's a lot easier. Now, the reason why... I brought up the sources and I keep mentioning resource is because it is important to know what your information source is. So now I just told you guys about the daily from the New York Times. Now, maybe you're not somebody who listens to the New York Times or reads the New York Times, or maybe you think the New York Times is full of bullshit. And that's okay, because of course we know there are multiple news sources and multiple information sources that you can get things from. It is important that you research those things because even though you are getting informed about what is going on, you are being presented the information from an outside source. You're not, I'm not going to say this news is not coming from you. So that source that's presenting the news, it's very important to fact check them, fact check them and also break down the news that is being presented to you or the information that's being presented to you. It is very important to do that. Now, the first part of it that makes it very important is what is the agenda of this information that's being presented to you? So if you're watching a program, I won't even just say the news, but let's say a program, a documentary, those are some really big ones, um, or maybe reading a periodical or something that is providing you information on a subject. The first thing you want to know is what is the agenda to this? Why is this news or this information being presented in this fashion for people to see? What's the importance of it? I'll take myself, for example. 
I'm providing my insight on situations and topics. It's still information I'm providing, but I'm doing this because I did not see a source that's already out there that I could identify and connect with on a personal level. So I thought, hey, I would like to see what I could present to the world and hopefully there are people who can relate to it. I don't expect everybody to relate to it because that's how information and news flows. You will not agree with everything that you hear. You may not want to agree with everything that you hear. That is okay. That's why there's other sources out there. So with that and understanding why this is being presented, the next thing is you may want to look at it as, is this source biased or is it objective? And if it's biased, that means this source has a motive to support whatever it's being talked about. So I love Kit Kats with peanut butter. Love them to death. You can't tell me anything. The information I will present to you about Kit Kats with peanut butter, not only do you get the salty, but you get the sweet, the chocolatey, and the crunch. And I just bit my tongue when I said chocolatey. You get all of those things. So I'm going to present the information to you about these Kit Kats and peanut butter like you're going to absorb gold into your body. And when you eat this Kit Kat covered with peanut butter and if it's honey roasted peanut butter from Peter Pan, I guarantee you that you will have the best day of your life. I'm presenting that information to you because I want other people in this world to eat Kit Kats with peanut butter, especially honey roasted peanut butter. I cannot quantify what I just said to you. I'm pretty sure it won't provide everybody the best day of their life. For me, it kind of does. I love it because I don't get to eat it often, but it's delicious. And with that, my news, my information that I just provided you about can't cats and peanut butter, it's biased. But then there's also the objective news and the objective information that you can hear. Now, objective information it means you gain nothing by presenting this information. You're not supporting one side or the other. You're just presenting the facts in front of somebody. That would be the same scenario with my Kit Kats and peanut butter. I would say to somebody, hey, have you tried Kit Kats and peanut butter? Maybe they'll say, oh, no, I haven't tried it. Well, it's a Kit Kat with honey roasted peanut butter and they're a meal combination that you have the opportunity to try. I have tried my best to keep my feelings about how much I love Kit Kats and peanut butter out of my example of being objective. It was not the most objective, but I don't want to influence somebody. I want them to try it on their own. That's really what I want. Once you understand the agenda, if it's biased, or objective, the next part about it that is great is to investigate that source. So you listen to the information or you read the information and you're like, okay, it seems like they're pushing this product for some reason. If they're going to push this product, I want to know why. What do they get for me endorsing this? You know, that is where you want to take that to understand the source that's being presented to you. And then after you do that, you kind of get a well-rounded view of the news or the information that you are taking in. It's definitely beneficial, especially when you're starting to learn about something that maybe you are not familiar with. I find it a lot harder to understand 
a subject or topic if somebody is personally invested in it because a lot of times they will push the positives that they see or the benefits that they see just the same way I did with the Kit Kats and peanut butter. Now, I'll use an example of this, of why it's important to investigate your source, research the information that you're taking in, and understand the agenda that the source has. So when I was in my early 20s, actually, I want to say it was 18 when I first listened to them and wanted to understand what was going on, wanted to talk about it. There is a radio host and he has like a television news show named Alex Jones. I'm pretty sure a lot more people know who he is now that he's been a lot more visible in the media. But Alex Jones, I listened to him when I was 18, turning 19, and then into the early years of my 20s. And I'm like, oh, this guy seems pretty legitimate. He's presenting information about conspiracies and things that you don't really see on the regular news. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just going to subscribe to this and listen to what he's saying. Now, at that point in my life, one, I was naive and very ignorant about the world, incredibly ignorant about the world. Let's just be honest. And... I was like, oh, this guy seems pretty legitimate. And then I saw these videos of him like bashing Bush and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got to be good. I mean, he's bashing George Bush. Like, please, this guy's got to be a great source of information. And it was because I, again, was not educated on politics or anything at the sort at the time. So I kind of just was like, oh, here we go. This is good. And I believed the information that he was presenting. I went so far to buy merchandise and buy movies and documentaries and all these things. And I never took the moment to research the information that was being presented to me. I never took the moment to research the source that this information was coming from. I just blindly followed it. That was me being sincerely ignorant and then once I learned that this information still was not good and did not turn it off I was being conscientiously stupid that's exactly what I was being so I listened to Alex Jones followed his show and everything for a couple of years and of all things that prompted me to say Andrew this information is sketchy and is not right The movie Elysium, if you've ever heard of it or if you've seen it, it's about this colonization of people who decide to move to space and still in the orbit of the Earth because the world has essentially turned into a terrible, crappy, godforsaken place. And the movie itself, I was like, oh, I want to go see this. This looks really good because I love a good sci-fi. I love something good where it's like, oh, this is the future dystopian, all kinds of stuff. Then before I got to see the movie, a report from Alex Jones's little radio show came on and Alex Jones, the host, is talking about how the movie Elysium is a racist movie. It's promoting racism because 
all of the people who are on Earth are Mexican and all the people who are up in space are white and up in space is living in luxury and all this fine stuff and great things and on Earth it's terrible. And then he goes into this whole dissertation about how the main character of the movie is supposed to be uh, Mexican and he saves the Earth by sacrificing his life and they just made a Mexican Jesus. That is how he presented the information, that this was terrible. It was a horrible movie that promoted racism. And I was like, wait. I was like, I still want to see this movie. I I still want to see it. So listening to that, I was like, okay, that's a little weird. I mean, I had already read about the movie. And once I saw the first trailer, I was like, oh, I got to see this. It's something to do with being in space. And I, I had to see it. So then I watched the movie. After hearing his little report, I watched the movie. And it was completely the opposite of what this man said. Completely the opposite. Like, so much the opposite that it literally stuck in my head listening to his rhetorical report. And then watching this movie, I was like, whoa, battling with my brain. My left hemisphere, my right hemisphere of my brain are now battling with each other because what I just saw is completely against what he said. Didn't make any sense. And then from there, that was the spark that triggered it that I started just going in and researching every single thing on his website, all of the videos I had bought, all that crap. I started researching it. I'm like, this is all bullshit. Not a single thing here makes any sense. And then finding out where the ties that he had lie were just deep-seated in conspiracy, probably some kind of mental illness, I'm going to be quite honest, and I don't mean that as an insult, because things just did not make sense. The information sources were not reliable at all, and most of it came from opinion or speculation. And... Once I researched that information that was presented by Alex Jones, I was like, nope, I think I just got the blindfold taking off. I now understand what I have been listening to, and I cannot believe I subscribed myself to this shit. So it was an eye-opening experience, and it was a very good learning experience because from that day forward, I made a vow to myself to not be swayed and just led by other people. Even if you're listening to me now and you want to research the information that I talk about, research it. Research it, research it, research it. Do not just take someone's word at face value because if you are uninformed and if you can be swayed, which anybody can by somebody who is charismatic, you may be in some danger. So research everything. That's all I'll say about that. Now, When you are uninformed, which we were just talking about, I was uninformed when I started listening to Alex Jones. There are a lot of things that can happen to you when you're uninformed. One of the first things is you can be exploited and you can be victimized. When you're unaware and you're disengaged of what's happening, you're essentially opening the door for somebody who has authority to take advantage of you. When you don't know your rights, 
when you don't know information, when you don't know what's going on around you, somebody who is in that space who has authority can come in and say, nope, this is what you have to do because I said to do it and I'm the one who's in charge. That is a hugely, hugely terrible spot you're putting yourself on. And educating yourself and being informed can prevent that. Now, you can also be victimized at the same time. And when people see somebody who's uninformed and they are pushing an agenda and they are the authority behind that agenda, they see somebody who is easily moldable to their cause. When you're easily moldable to somebody else's cause, at that point, I really feel you become disposable as well because you are now just following them and not thinking for yourself, which can be very scary. On top of that, you will be gullible. You'll, you can believe anything. I mean, damn, I believed in Alex Jones. Ugh. You can be gullible and believe in anything when you don't know what's going on around you. When you're uninformed about what people are doing in their agenda, you are easily taken advantage of. People can easily pull the wool off your eyes. They can literally lead you to do things that you would value it never do and things that you would think, oh, I never do that. I never support that. But because you don't know, you could be doing what you just vowed you would never do. It's a scary place to be in when you're uninformed. I equate being uninformed to sitting in a room that is completely dark, but trying to see what's written on the walls. And you're in a room, completely dark, you can't see anything. Nothing's going to change if you don't turn on the light. Turning on the light is that investigation. Turning on the light is that education of yourself and also educating others. It's a great thing. I mean, in this world, we are all starting off life. And I want to say we're all given a candle, not a physical candle. You can't really give a baby a candle. I don't know if a baby would know what to do with a candle. They probably try to eat it. And wax is gross. No matter the flavor of the wax or the smell, wax is disgusting. Doesn't taste good. Take it from somebody who knows. But with this candle that we all have, let's say it's inside of us, this candle gets lit. At some point in your life, this candle is lit, whether it's when you're first born, as you're going through your life. And this candle is you. This is your knowledge. This is your understanding. This is your inner self. That candle also holds all of the information that you gain throughout your life. Now, let's say your fire for some reason gets blown out. Maybe you lose your way. You don't really care. You don't want to understand the world around you. Once that candle goes out, you're in the darkness. At this point, you're in an area of ignorance that could really turn bad. You could hurt yourself in the dark. Someone will say they'll come and save you. You have no idea who you're walking out with. You could be walking out with a monster. But because you don't have that light, that knowledge, that information on top of your candle, you can be swayed easily. But the great part about it 
people who do have good intentions can relight that candle for you. And once that candle is relit, take that candle and go and light up the entire room. Do the research. Once you light up the entire room with that candle, now you can't be swayed or tricked into believing because now you have the ability to see. So it's definitely something that's important in our everyday lives to be informed. I feel like I went in a circle on that and I'm okay with it because once I circled back to it, not only did it make more sense to me, I hope it helped make it more informative for you. So there is a term and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard it and that's ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. I think it's terrible. You know, and it's not meant to be a good thing when you hear that either, that ignorance is bliss. Because when you are in an ignorant space about a subject or topic, and I say this for myself as well, it allows you to learn helplessness. And what I mean when I say when you learn helplessness is you have learned to be unequipped for the world when you are blissful in your ignorance. When you have learned helplessness in your life, you will be able to create a situation that you can't get out of and you can't get out of it because you don't know how you got into that situation. So a net example that I'll use. (laughs) There was a moment in my life when I was, let's say, 25 and gallivanting around the country, feeling like I knew what I was all about, knowing what this world's about. Nobody could tell me nothing. He couldn't say a thing to me. And I was happy that I was just living my life, doing whatever I wanted to do. I had no knowledge of where I was going to. I had no knowledge of what I was getting into. I was kind of just going at the whim of another person and also just going with life. Now, going with the wind and going with the flow, there is nothing bad about that. That is not a bad thing, and please don't take it that way. For myself, when I was blissfully ignorant, I enjoyed the fact that I didn't know what was going on in my life, and that was including what the person I was calling my partner at the time had no idea. I was just going with the whim, like, oh, this is good. We have love. That's all that matters. Because of that, I did not see the situation that was unfolding right in front of me. And that situation that was going to hurt me dearly, I couldn't prevent it because I got into it not knowing what I was getting into. I literally gave up everything for that situation. And because I did not educate myself before making the decision to get up and uproot my entire life and just go with the flow, It turned out bad for me. It got better, thank goodness, but it did turn out bad. It turned into another learning experience, which was great. But had I educated myself in my situation of following somebody and uprooting my life, I probably could have prevented what happened, or at least it wouldn't have been as hard to recover from. So that's what I say when there's learned helplessness. You're blissfully ignorant. You don't know what's going on around the world about you. You don't care what's going on around the world that's about you. And then you find yourself in a situation where 
had you actually taken the time to research and understand and get the information, you would have never been in. Imagine it almost like a dog sticking their head into a box that is too small to get their head out of. That dog did not realize what was going to happen. And then you see him running around the house, shaking their head and running into walls. Poor dog, poor dog, poor dog. But at the same time, I'm going to laugh at you. That's what I equated to. At my moment in my life, I was a dog who stuck his head in a box and did not realize it. (laughs) So part of being informed as well, there are, you know, great benefits to being informed. So when you're informed about the world, what's going on in your life, things that you're interested in, your daily, it is like you are doing exercise for your brain. You become intellectually stronger. It's like your brain is doing cardio and weightlifting all at the same time. It's taxing in the beginning, but it turns into something so great and motivating and energetic in the end. And it's just, it's beautiful. Another part of it is you get peace of mind. Now, this doesn't always just have to concern yourself with the news or things like that. I mean, personally, I love learning about outer space. I love learning about planets, asteroids, all kinds of stuff. I was completely enthralled with any sci-fi show, anything where they go out of space. Oh, perfect. That's all I need in my life. And because I love those things and I love learning about those things, when I decide to have a session where I just want to get informed more about outer space, it is the most peaceful experience to me and my life. I could just sit back and relax. I mean, one of my favorite pastimes is to just roll a blunt, put on how the universe works, watch the show, and as I'm watching the show, I'm on my phone looking up the information they're talking about, like nebulas. I just recently learned a lot about nebulas. I don't have enough time to get into it on this podcast. If you do want to know about space and you'd like to see a space episode, contact me. That's all you need to do. But um, because I enjoy it so much of learning and informing myself about the universe, it's peaceful to me. If I have a crazy day, that's one of the first things that I'll do. When I get home, I will put my phone on Do Not Disturb if I don't turn it all the way off, put on How the Universe Works or something about space and just mellow out. And it's the perfect relaxing thing for me because not only am I learning about something I've always wanted to know about more, it's just comforting. I can relate to it because I have already started to get informed and now it's like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense with that. Oh, there's a meteor that's going to crash into the Earth in 2021? Oh my gosh. A little troubling, but at the same time, it's like, huh, okay, at least I won't be surprised once I see it break through our atmosphere. It's just like, oh, it's time. (laughs) That is not quantified. I do not know about a meteor striking the Earth in 2021. I do know that in 2021, in the past, there was talk about a asteroid known as Apophis that was going to dip below our satellites and then return if it gets caught in the Earth's gravitational field and possibly strike Earth, I think about five or ten years later. 
I've learned recently that is no longer going to happen. I guess the trajectory has changed. But again, this is one of those times I will tell you, research me because I am just literally paraphrasing the information from the Apophis asteroid. So another benefit to being informed is being able to truly not care about a situation if it doesn't affect you. So if a situation does not affect you at all, and I'm not going to take it to the political spectrum, I will take it to the entertainment spectrum. If you are completely informed about a situation, it'll help. So there's a lot of people who are going to the Millennium Tour. The Millennium Tour, if you're not familiar with it, it is a lot of bands from the late 90s, 2000s era, um, like B2K and... That's the only group I know that's on there. I'm not going to lie to you. I have not really educated myself on the situation, but there are people who have and who I actually listen to a lot. They understand the situation. But one of the guys from B2K, Raz B, is not going to be with the tour, I think, for about a month or so because he's got something going on mentally and wants to go focus on himself. Now, people who are fans of the groups that are at the Millennium Tour. Again, I only know B2K. Read me to filth if you want to because I don't know who else is performing and I did not research it. But the fans who do research it and know and the ones that I listen to, they're like, oh yeah, I know that Rasby is not there. They are not disappointed at that fact. It was not a surprise to them because they took the time to research outside of the event that they're going to who's actually still going to be there, who's doing what. And a lot of the people that I've heard talk about it, yeah, they're like a little disappointed, but at the same time, they're like, huh, I still get to see the rest of the Axel Millennium Tour. I still get my fix. I don't really care. That's where I've heard a lot of people sit on the situation. And that's just from hearing from other people. A scenario that I can relate to a whole lot more is when it comes to going out. So I like to go out. I like to go for shows. And this is a very superficial explanation. But one of my favorite places to go to is the Bachelor Forum. I love going there. It's a bar that's very close to me. I love it. When I show up to the Bachelor Forum, sometimes I would just be like, oh, who knows what type of night it is. I'm just going to go and we're going to go have fun. Then when I actually take the time to look and see what they're presenting, what's going to be the theme of the night at the bar, it makes a lot more sense to me. And then I can make the decision for myself. "Eh, I know I'm not missing out on anything. I don't really care. Or, oh my gosh, I want to go to this event. An example of an event was the 90s night that thank you guys for supporting. And then also the pup night where I took the picture with the uh, lace mask on. It's another situation where I informed myself of what was going on so I could go have fun and just enjoy it. And then if it's something I'm not interested in, I can truly just say, oh, I don't really care that it's going on. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I don't feel like I'm really disadvantaging myself in the situation. So it's pretty nice to be able to just say, oh, I don't care because I have all the information. I can cleanly say I don't care without missing out on anything. It's pretty fun. So one of the most important parts of being informed 
is what do you do with the information that you have now gathered? And I say this is the most important part because information that's in your head and that's stored away, it is great for you, but it can also be so beneficial to other people who are in the world. So I feel that once you've gathered information, you understand situations and things, share it. Share it with other people, people who may have never heard it before. Because when you pass on information to someone who's never heard it before, not only are you educating them, you're educating yourself because now you're taking the time to explain what you have learned. Then you're planting the seed in their head that maybe will spark to either them wanting to do more research and learn on their own or spread on the information to somebody else. And hopefully that person does the same thing. So that way you kind of start this information virus, you know, infect the world with information Ebola. I like that. I like that a lot. Informational Ebola. It's very contagious. It is delicious for your soul and you'll love it. Now, real Ebola, I don't know about it. It doesn't look fun. It does not look pleasurable. Um, So if you don't like the information Ebola, we can go with informational SARS. Um, What else could we call it? Bubonic information. No. The Black Death information. No, no, that's the, no, that was too far. This is not going to work. Um, informational. You want whatever contagious uh, virus there is there, just put information in front of it. Like information, pink eye. Boom. Very contagious. You got it. Or informational SARS. Informational bird flu. Informational swine flu. Informational MRSA. Like something, you know. Either way, the information gets spread. It is beneficial to a lot of people. Then there's the other side of it where when you pass on information, let's say you're passing it on to somebody who's informed about the subject or information that you are going to share. That is even better. Because, and I feel, and this will be the point where I will get a little political, I feel in the world of politics and just when you're sharing information in general, if you are forthright and upfront with the information you're presenting to somebody else who is informed about the subject, it is like you're sharpening a blade. Because now you have given that information to another person, they're adding their information to it, they present it back to you, then you add even more information. And with every pass of the information, it's like you're sharpening that blade on a blade sharpener and it just keeps getting sharper and sharper and sharper. Next thing you know, you have a blade that could probably cut through a mountain and you don't even know it. It could cut through a mountain of ignorance and you have no idea but it's still doing so many great things. And then once you realize how powerful that information has now become, you can cut through ignorance the same way you would cut through a horde of zombies. It's amazing. I just left myself speechless. (laughs) So information is just great. It's great to know, keeping yourself informed, 
it's very, very beneficial to your life. It can be a little scary. When you start to learn about the unknown to you, it can be scary. You are delving into territory that maybe you hadn't had a chance to delve into. It's okay. That's when you find an informational buddy and you guys both dive in head first and learn. It can be fun. At the same time, when you are informing yourself and getting informed, it's okay to take a break. You don't always have to know everything about everything. At times, you just want to sit and just not think. That is okay. And I'm saying it for myself. That's how I am. I don't know everything in the world. I am happy I don't know everything in the world. My goal is to learn as much information as I possibly can. But I feel like if I knew everything about the world, would life still be worth living at that point? I'm not going to say that I would hurt myself or do anything negative to myself in that space, but I feel like I'd be bored if I knew everything in the world. So that's where we're at. But it is now time for our listeners' lifestyles. And today I'm only going with one um, question on this topic. I thought it was a great question. And the question comes from Max. And he said, I met this amazing guy and fell in love. Then after a month, he told me about his HIV status and I freaked out. Am I being fair? So I chose this question and Max, thank you for sending it in because this is a situation where I feel information and being informed could have made this come out differently. So I don't know if you guys broke up. Um, You know, if you want to give us an update, please feel free to. I love to hear. But The first part of this, just reading it, Max, it sounds like that you were not informed. You were not informed of your partner and the things that could affect you with your partner. And because you weren't informed, it sounds like you freaked out. You know, the unknown can scare a lot of people. It can really scare a lot of people. Now, when it comes to your partner and his HIV status, one thing that I would say, Max, is to educate yourself on HIV. Now, I don't know how much experience you've had with it or if you've researched, if you have. I don't mean it in a disrespectful way to say that. But a lot of times when people freak out about HIV, STDs, illnesses, it comes from a lack of understanding completely how this will affect you and or the other individual in the situation. Now, once you learn about it, then you can make a decision that's based in knowledge and not fear or anger, if that makes sense. And some of the sources just to start off with, if you want to learn more, look at the CDC. The CDC, it's going to give you information. The CDC is the Center for Disease Control. That They're going to give you information right on the CDC website. You can go to it. There's books that they sell on the topic of HIV, AIDS, and all types of illnesses. It's important to educate yourself on it so that way you protect yourself, one. But two, you can make a decision on, is this something that I want to get into? When you are dating somebody or sleeping with somebody or you have somebody in your life who is positive with HIV or even some other kind of illness that could possibly affect you in some way, shape, or form, I have found that 
educating myself on it has taken away the fear or the stigma of what it is. And I've been able to make a clear decision. Now, I also feel that your partner on the other end should have informed you earlier. I feel that you should have been informed earlier about the situation because then you could make a decision on whether you wanted to continue the relationship or let it go. Now, I don't know your partner and I don't know the full details of this. I just have the question that you presented. So I cannot take a side here and I'm not going to. But I will say that I hope you guys get the chance to sit down and talk and maybe learn together and talk more together. I hope that it can turn out to be some kind of positive situation for you guys, whether it's a friendship, relationship or something, or just even a moment for both of you guys to be educated and understand how this feels. Because I get the feeling that it's very scary and, you know, I wish you the best of luck with it. I would love to hear what the outcome is. Um, Yeah, that's I, it's where I'm at on it. And it, it's different. You know what? We're going to do a show about uh, sexual health, STDs, STIs, all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk about it because I feel it's important to talk about. Why not talk about it? I mean, it could be something fun and great. Learning about sex is pretty fun. I mean, I can't lie. I was the giggler in school who would just laugh and they'd be like, penis, ha <laughs> ha I that was me that was my laugh <laughs> so it's interesting um but I just want to stick with that one listener's lifestyles for today thank you Max because I have a story that I would like to share with you guys so this doesn't have much to do with being informed but I thought it was a great point to talk about um and It's because I'm also learning throughout my therapy. And of course, you guys know this month is Mental Health Awareness Month. But it's important to talk about things and get them out of my head. And, you know, this podcast at some point is like a journal for me. It's something where I can share the information that's inside of me and get it out. So it's not just stuck inside of me. Um, But a couple of weeks ago... um, like I saw, I went to a 90s night at the Bachelor Forum. And when I was at the Bachelor Forum, I met this guy. And the guy that I met, very nice. Uh, he was a sweetheart. And, you know, he actually approached me. He hit on me. And I, oh my gosh, that was just the hottest thing ever. I love a guy with confidence who will approach me and just say, hey, this is how I feel about you. This is how you look or whatever. So he saw me from across the bar. And he saw how I was dressed and he's like, oh, shit, you look sexy, da, 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 Just going and he's handsome stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Had a great accent. Looks great. I'm not going to describe him for you guys because I want to keep him anonymous. He does not know I'm talking about this. And I want to keep it very anonymous. There's only one other person who knows the situation. But uh, we started to hang out during the night, introduce myself to him and we're flirting and having a good time. And then we left the first bar and went to a second bar. So now as the night is going progressively, I can see that he's getting more intoxicated. And there was a lot of hints that he was throwing up that he's been kicked out of certain bars for fights and, you know, aggressive situations, aggressive scenarios. And I'm just like, okay, just listening to his stories. 
And you know what? And for information comes in here because he started explaining these things about getting kicked out of bars, getting into fights. And I'm gathering that information in and just slowly analyzing it. And when we were at the second bar, I could see he was getting a little more intoxicated as the night's going on. Until the point where I noticed, I'm like, this dude is full-blown drunk. Like, full-blown drunk, not going to make it through. Now, I didn't really expect anything to come from this situation because this was just our first meeting. We're both meeting at a bar. No, I don't really see this going anywhere unless, you know, things had calmed down throughout the night as opposed to ratcheting up. And I say that because the second bar we're at, after I noticed how drunk he was, I walked away to go play darts with friends and... Then I come back to the bar to grab a drink and I see him talking to a completely different guy and then he starts making out with the guy. So I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess this was where this was going, whatever. So I just kindly walk over to him. I'm like, hey, can I just get my stuff out of your car so that way I can uh, just leave with friends later? He didn't want to give me my stuff. was like, oh, no, you don't need your stuff. I can take you home. And I'm just like, no, I'd really like to get my stuff. So... Got my stuff out of his car. We both come back into the bar. Not six minutes of being in the bar, he starts to fight with somebody. Completely gets his ass whooped by this guy and his friend. And I'm just like, okay, I'm out of here. This is definitely a situation I do not want to have myself in. So my friends and I, we grab our stuff. We leave. We're out. Fast forward to later couple of days afterwards, dude's blowing up my phone. Blowing up my phone won't stop. So I tell him, I'm like, look, I'm not interested. I really don't see us being compatible. I apologize that what happened to you happened, but let's just cut ties. Let's not do this. I was able to make that decision with a clear head. And I want to talk about that because in the past, I would not have done that. In the past, I would have been hung up on his looks and be like, nope, I don't care that he got into a fight. or I don't care that he got his ass whooped. Next time, I just need to jump in the fight with him. No, no, no. Now that I have become informed Andrew, <laughs> I will not do that. I am informed Andrew, so I will not sit here and fall for a guy who gets his ass kicked at a bar because he's too drunk and can't control himself and say, oh, That first meeting was like Cinderella when she met the seven dwarves. No, 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 no. If I'm wrong, someone's going to call me out. I'm wrong. I do not watch Disney. I'm learning about it. Cinderella, when she was locked in the tower, you know, it really fucked with her head. And it was just crazy because she had the guy climb up her hair. And when the guy climbed up her hair, he looked into the mirror and asked who was, was the fairest of the all. And then I think that's when the witch got summoned and then the house fell on top of her and I guess they took her shoes or something. So, yeah, that's where we are. I'm not informed on Disney, but I'm definitely informed on fuckboys like this guy that I met at the bar. So I say that to say, please do not call me or text me anymore. If you happen to listen to this podcast, I actually don't know if you do. If you don't, still please do not call me or text me anymore. I am informed enough to know that that is not going to be a healthy relationship. (laughs) But thank you guys for listening.
This has been fun to do. As always, you can reach out to me on the social medias at AJ Vandertunt. And on Vero, I am Andrew Shepard. Very classy. Or you can email me at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G as in George, B as in boy, B as in boy at gmail.com. And our quote for the day to end this podcast is very near and dear to me. And it was even on Jeopardy. It's coming from Alex Haley. And the quote is, And all of us, there is a hunger, marrow deep, to know our heritage, to know who we are and where we have come from. Without this enriching knowledge, there is a hollow yearning. No matter what our attainments in life, there is still a vacuum, an emptiness, and the most disquieting loneliness. Sit on it. Just sit on that quote. Thank you, Alex Haley. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great weekend.